For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We was talking about the budget. Um, we was talking about the budget. I already got the title of the show. What's that? Balling on a budget. <laughs> Tiger fans, welcome to episode 193 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause which is the I love Jackson State University. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Y'all know who it is. It's your man, Ken Clark. I'm back in the booth with my two compadres, man. We always seem to come together when it's something deep we like to talk about. I got my man, Zoe DeLorean, Mr. Zoe Phillips, back with us again. What's up, Zoe? What's happening, Ken? What's happening, D? I love family. All right, all right. And, and we also got the BA, the big Aristotle, Mr. Shaq. Back in the building. What's up, baby? What's good, Ken? What's good, the I love family? Oh man, it's all good, man. We we you know we've been uh on a roll, man. Uh shout out to 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 D Corey C man and, and the whole entire yeah, uh Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club family. I mean, this has been a a fun ride uh with the podcast. We've been uh I mean, we get to come on and talk about some of the things we love, and 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 I really the I love Jackson State University. Anything Jackson State. The reason we wanted to come back together um, recently, uh, we we saw out on social media that was uh, a, a a photo that was uh, that was shared amongst social media where it was showing how we ranked in this this previous um, recruiting class. We finished at fifty five uh, nationally. But in this ranking, this particular time, they put out the budgets, right? <laughs> y'all saw that photo. Y'all know exactly what we talked oh, about. Yeah. Of yes, course, sir. you saw it because we we finna get ready to dive into the into some uh, some context in regards to it. So when you go and look at that photo, or you look at, uh, or if you go to, you know, I would say two four seven sports, and you look at the national uh, rankings as far as uh, recruiting. You know, Jackson State Coach Prime and staff did a phenomenal, outstanding, unbelievable unprecedented job with, with, with landing us at a, a a top 100 uh top 55 class and um but when you look at the budgets you see jackson state sitting there with a with a <laughs> with a with an athletic budget that's not even um that's that's we're operating at about 10 percent of what some of the major universities and, and not even not even so much as that uh when it comes to the actual recruiting budget 
uh, we're going we're gonna to take a deep dive into some of the numbers and, and kind of uh, expand a little bit more for those that, you know, we, we, we love to come on Tiger Talk and sit down and, and kind of kick our feet up and, and really throw ideas around and really just kind of expound on some of the things that we see. That's the beautiful thing about having a platform like this. Um, but I'll start it off like this. So I'm going to basically just kind of read and, and, uh, and, uh, and give context to the picture. And uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Corey would actually he'll he'll post this picture with the with the actual episode for all of our faithful, you know, Tiger Talk to 1400 Club listeners. So at the 56 uh, ranked class was uh, Kansas State, followed by Duke, followed by um, not sure who that is after that. And then followed by Iowa State. Um, but we'll go to Kansas State. So you got Jackson State. We're operating at a at a, at a total football budget of 2.4 million dollars <laughs> with a recruiting budget of 15.7 we'll say we'll round up 16k the next fbs school you're looking at kansas state operating at 22.7 million dollars for an actual football budget and they have a 1.1 million dollar uh recruiting budget and the, and the rest of that is pretty much uh i'll touch on duke and then I'll pause and let you guys just kind of take it from there. Duke, football budget, 25.1 million. We know Duke is, a, is really a basketball school, but to operate at 25 million um, football budget with a $1.34 million recruiting budget. And then if you look at the 59th rank, Iowa State, $29.4 million with uh, 9.5K uh, for its recruiting budget. So, guys, we, we wanted to sit down. We, we got the stats out there. That's why we're here. Let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off and, and kind of touch on uh, what we want to get into in, in regards to this particular topic. All right, so I'm a, I'm a gonna I'm gonna take the rebound on this. Okay, and uh, I'm gonna play point forward right now for everybody. <laughs> okay. All right, so so Big Shaq is about to throw out some stats that I just did some research on just to put everything into context. Um, uh, a lot of ads were polled the previous year in 2019 um, regarding the multimedia rights and also regarding um, their budgets overall that were affected due to the COVID era uh, and the pandemic overall. Here's a stat that just, that just, you know, uh, just stuck out to me right now. They're basically estimating that around 85% of their revenue comes from football. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at that number, that's significant, especially given the pandemic that we're currently trying to get out of and considering the amount of money that these FBS schools are spending on their recruitment budgets and athletic budgets overall. And the number one moneymaker for all of those programs, of course, are the football programs. Mm -hmm. So on average, a power five school makes around one hundred and twenty million in revenue per year. That's significant. Okay. Wow. All right. Now, a hundred million. Of that money per year, it's spent on what? Football. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about a lot of these programs and their budgets overall that are going to have to significantly change over the next three to four years in order to balance out the effect of the pandemic and the money that was lost for the past year and a half of the pandemic. Now, you got a perfect storm brewing. Okay. QN, the results of the pandemic. Now bring in the inaugural inception of the transfer portal, bring in the inaugural inception of NIL, 
mm-hmm. you got more than a perfect storm. You got an opportunity for the lesser than schools to finally start leveling the playing field. In other words, HBCUs to finally start bringing in that homegrown talent that it was that was historically going to some of these FBS schools and to start having a trickle down effect of those players starting to come back home. So now you have a um, what we called earlier a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you're going to start to see a lot of these programs start to second guess and and reconsider how much money they want to spend on football overall. What mm. what what this situation with Coach Prime is showing with our, our recruitment ranking and as in compared to our overall budgets is 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 that sometimes it doesn't take all of that. Okay. I see I see where you kind of, I see where you're going with this now. So you you're saying you're more you're more so saying that not only is this depicting that we we're, we're operating at a major, major, I mean, not even, I mean, what we say, watermelon versus grapes type analysis, yeah. uh, a power five budget, but coach prime coming in using his resources and, and, and all the different tools and his reputation, whatever he used to garner the, this, this type of, of a class in such a short period of time, that this is kind of cueing some of these power five programs that it don't take all that they've been using in order to get what they've been getting. Is that, is that, it just, does more, that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and more, more over than that, you have to understand that people pay for a product, right? Right. They do. And once that product is no longer interested in coming to your university mm-hmm. and, and may start to trickle elsewhere and go elsewhere, you're going to be paying for the expenses that were associated with the expectation that that product is going to arrive. Mm. So now you're going to be facing a situation where a lot of these schools who have humongous budgets that were trying to keep up with the Joneses per se are going to be, are going to be strategizing and considering whether or not this is going to be wise or efficient of them going forward, especially given the huge dent that they faced with the pandemic era. These budgets, I want to put this into perspective right now. Take, for instance, Louisiana Monroe. All right. All right. ULM lost almost 21% of its $15 million projected revenue for the 2020-2021 fiscal year when okay. two games were canceled. So two games accounted to over 20% of their expected revenue Mm -hmm. that's significant so they 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 last season they lost games with georgia and arkansas which guaranteed them 1.75 million and 1.5 million respectively and now a year later their athletic director is in conversations trying to at least settle in terms of getting some of that money or a portion of that money Mm -hmm. um take for instance penn state and this is based on their 2019 fiscal year report. They spent $151 million on, on athletics and brought in uh, a profit of only $13.49 million. Mm. Pitt spent $98.87 million and didn't turn a profit at all. Wow. So uh, about, about five to, I mean, about five or seven years ago, I remember I was watching ESPN. And a lot of the commentators were talking about the excessive increase 
and operating a college football program in, in relationship to the excessive salaries that some of these coaches were getting. And one of the commentators was like, when is the bubble going to burst on this, on this situation? Gentlemen, I bring you evidence 101. <laughs> this, no, bubble, you... this bubble is about to burst right now. So that's a lot, man. What do you what do you think? What do you what are your thoughts on that, man? Well, to touch on that, um, and I guess to make it plain on, on low level, uh, another thing that we have to consider um, with all of these factors is um, you have. And I'm not going to use the Power Five. I'm going to use the Group of Five conference schools. Okay. So you have those schools in the Conference USA. You have the Max schools. And I'm going to use, and maybe not the Sunbelt because they're training upward right now, but I'm going to use Conference USA schools, the MAC. And when it comes to those schools and those conferences, those schools, quite a few of those, have multi-million dollar budgets as well. Mm-hmm. But bear in mind, they're taking a loss with this COVID year. And when you factor in, you know, the loss from that COVID year, and and I'm going to use a school, I'm going to use Southern Miss for an example. Uh, okay. A school like Southern Miss or ULM, um, you know, they're going to be on the threshold of some major losses going to an effect now because with that COVID season, them not having the numbers from a fan base perspective and also in the conference that they're in, they aren't getting these huge multi-million dollar payout to offset losses. Mm. Um, and, and how this ties into, you know, with, you know, our budget, the reason why this helps, you know, the HBCUs or the Lesters Dan is because as the old folks used to say, we've done so much with nothing, we could we could stretch a little bit to the heavens. Well the, right. the reason why the reason why it's a blessing right now is because we were already spending a minimal amount. So we're we're not losing anything. Now we got we gotta take in a huge gain uh going forward now, um, specifically for Jackson State with Coach Prime coming in. There is a, 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 a new energy with all these new sponsors, new relationships, and an influx of cash flow. Also, we're, we're, we're trending right now to where, you know, college football attendance is down across the board. Last, last season, in not the spring, but the last fall season, 2019, Jackson State was the only school in the country, FCS or FBS, who attendance went up. Correct. Facts. Mm-hmm. So so you, you couple that with we went up probably about a good 20% increase in our attendance in that season. Well, I guess we it's, it's safe to say we all can imagine that our attendance is probably going to go up even more so, even with this COVID season. We have these new relationships, new sponsorships. We have an influx of cash flow coming in. It's safe to say that our budget, our athletic budget for the first time in eons is going to change. Absolutely. So we're moving on an FBS level, uh, level. Uh, everything that we're doing is FBS level. We're only an FCS school in scholarship number only. Everything that we're doing from a football and athletic standpoint has been FBS. Um, but yeah, and, and, and to tie into earlier about the whole uh, budget thing, right now it just seems like um, I would say Coach Prime, you know, with how we're operating, he might as well be best friend with Warren Buffett. I mean, we're getting the best return on investment on the man. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, you said something too, Zoe, that just kind of reminded me of the interview that uh, our commissioner 
you know, um, uh, Commissioner McClellan had an interview, I want to say, with um, Dr. Cavill. But one of the things mm-hmm. he talked about is how COVID, you know, how it really, you know, even though it impacted us, you know, the, our conference, but we kind of operate in a, in a different in a different realm than some of these other institutions where we're in a bubble. We're in a, in bubble. a bubble. Yeah. yeah and and, and some of the things that would affect some of these major FBS programs, like you just said, you know, there's an old saying that says, and it's true, more money, the more money, more problems. Right. So you're operating at such a higher buck uh, deficit. So therefore, when you know, something like a, you know, act of God happened, like a COVID that takes place, you know, you, the, the impact is a whole lot less. It's it's almost like uh, saying, if I fell off the house, <laughs> the impact is going to be far greater than if I was sitting on the curve and I fell off the curve. Right. So, sure. uh, you know, that, that that's what kind of came to mind where he, he kind of touched on that and how uh, some of these uh, we, we're operating in a, in a space now to where HBCUs are trending up. And that's one of the things that's cool about uh, being a part of this Jackson State movement and, and, and part of this family. What uh, you know, you can see how that Coach Prime was really a, a perfect marriage to Jackson State because it, it works all it works on both sides, right? And um, I love the point you just made, though. There's really no you really can't pinpoint to say what our budget will be, you know, in the near future as far as uh, going forward because of the amount of things that we're getting and um, accumulating that doesn't necessarily come out of the budget, but at the same time is helping to impact the budget. So, um, so, so much, so much is going to change for the university overall because of this impact. We -hmm. call it the paradigm prime, but it, it it really is a paradigm prime effect, man. You know, looking, um, Zoe, you and Ken, you guys brought up something extremely interesting when you talked about the, the bubble that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's one thing that I don't want to get uh, I don't get want to get lost to the listeners. Even the big dog themselves, the SEC, were impacted. Right. All right. So I'm looking at a stat right now where the I'm not sure if you guys were aware of this, but the, the SEC, the league distributed an additional 23 million in supplemental revenue to each of its 14 members in an effort to offset the financial impact of COVID-19. Did and not know that. In order for them to do that, they had to borrow against money that they don't even have yet. Mm. They they are now distribution of three hundred and twenty two million dollars by accessing future earnings from his multimillion dollar media rights deal with ESPN that begins in twenty twenty four. So this is this is just to add on to the point where these larger institutions have been operating um, on, on a scale that's significantly different from the plane that we're on in an HBCU realm. But the, the cost and the problems with that become compounded. And now they're having to, to, to get this supplemental revenue to continue its normal operations to make sure and to, well, to ensure that they remain one of the top tier conferences uh, in NCAA football. So I thought that was really interesting when I saw it and I'm like, gosh, these guys are borrowing money from future earnings in order to maybe to offset, you know, the, the, the pandemic era and the revenue that they lost during that, during that one year, during that one year and a half gap. So, 
that's a, that's an interesting interesting stat and, and so I'll I'll pitch this one to you and Shaq you can chime in as well something that kind of came to mind um we we you know we we don't want to you know we we want to kind of let's let's break it down a little bit further so when we're talking about budgets and talking about uh, athletic budget for universities so for some of our listeners that may be saying what are they talking about <laughs> you know we we always try to make sure we, we want things to be cornbread you know as well uh, for our listeners, not saying that, that 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 they're not following along, but what I will say is this: my question would be, so you know, break down what goes into a. Uh, let's say it this way: how how do how do we see a, a football budget? How, how is that usually distributed? Uh, let's let's keep it more along the lines of a, of a, of a Jackson State. So we we're working with about what two point four million. It says our football budget. Um. For some of our listeners, kind of break down like where 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 is that money uh, being distributed, and and then we can kind of like top line it to some of the uh, the, the FBS schools that have much bigger budgets. Because one of the things that came up is um, there are certain times where you know we love the the boom, we love to see the boom go to every game, but some people may not be aware that you know when the boom doesn't travel to a certain game or so. Or when they do travel, that that that, that those travel expenses uh, come out of the actual athletic budget. So there's a lot of things that uh, we may not be aware of when it comes to the monies that are required to actually operate the the program itself. So let's let's speak on that a little bit. Well, when it comes to the uh, the actual budget in and of itself, it's pretty much every single check and balance, every red cent that that would deem to be a transaction within the football uh, department. So when we say every transaction, I mean every transaction. So whether it's a coach getting to a school, operate a car for recruiting, that gas, that goes to the football budget. Uh, the, uh, the coach's meal, that goes to the football budget. When we, uh, when the team goes to, uh, you know, when we, when we um, travel to the, uh, to the stadium, um, the gas is cost fill those buses up. Uh, that goes into the football budget. When we take when we take the tra- when we take on, on the road, you know, not just the not just the band, but every single person that's in that that's on that bus, they're accounted for. Meals mm-hmm. are accounted for. Mm-hmm. Every transaction to and away from the game, away uh, to at the stadium, uh, it's accounted for. It goes into the budget. Now, there's a separate entity of that. That's why I say you have this budget, but then included or a portion of that budget which it shows too would come down to the recruiting push portion of that budget mm-hmm. budget of uh i don't have the exact figure i want to say it's about 15 15 $15,500 i believe somewhere 15, seven. 15 seven yep 15 15 seven for your recruiting budget you say some people say well, what does all of that entail again try if we you know something we didn't do in the past you know but hey if we're going to travel to see to see a kid Hey, that goes to the recruiting budget. When that kid comes on an official visit, when their parents or their kid stays in a hotel, we pay for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pay for their meals. All that goes that goes to the recruiting portion of their recruiting uh visit. Anything that done that's done with a recruit, whether they're here or we're going to see a recruit, all that goes to the recruiting budget. When we uh I'm not sure they do it much now, but back in the day, you know, as you know, school would send out letters to recruits. Those letters that goes to the recruiting budget. Um, any type of well, now you know social media is so present now that you know we we 
we send uh, digital offers to kids, but even, you know, to pay the person that actually does that, that goes to the recruiting budget. So every single transaction goes into the athletic budget. Uh, and that brings back to what, what I said earlier about, you know, Coach Prime having the absolute greatest return on investment of any coach walking this planet. Because for us to have a $15,000 $15, recruiting budget, and to sit here and as I speak to you, we sit 54 spots behind Alabama. Mm -hmm. That's you significant. That's you amazing. Can't, you can't. And, and, and we, we didn't, and Coach Prime didn't didn't go into a house that I'm aware of. I'm, I'm you know, we had a Kobe. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, this is all virtual recruitment. <laughs> this is virtual recruitment, man. I, I even had so that was that was I appreciate that, man, because you know, you know, we don't pretend to know everything. You know, that's why we 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 like to. You know, I know a little bit. You know, you know a little bit. You know, and Shaq know a little bit, and we we come together and and try to try to cover it. One of the things that came to mind, and, and Shaq, maybe you can speak to this. Um, you know, the question that was posed. So when you're saying this, you know, uh, Shaq brought up a really good point because we're not operating in an FBS level, you know, FBS football bowl series uh, level, power five level, where they're working in some of these conferences. You may ask yourself, why would a Big Ten, uh, not a Big Ten, but a, a, a UT and an Oklahoma leave a Big 12 and try to get to the SEC? Because some of these larger conferences, they actually have conference payouts. You know, I remember one year when this is pre-COVID, where the SEC had a phenomenal year. I think uh, Alabama won the championships, you know, uh, this is in the last five years or so. And I want to say that the SEC paid out all of its uh, constituents somewhere in excess of about $43 million per school. I mean, this is just payout. So this, is, this just goes to show what kind of revenue that they're generating. But when you're in a situation, I would say more of a, let's say an FCS uh, HBCU uh, arena, the question would be asked is how do we increase our budget? How can we increase our recruiting budget? How do we uh, go from $2.4 million to 5 million? You know, like for those that may be curious, that's listening to what we're saying. Uh, what are some of the things that Jackson state could do that to grow that budget uh, organically or, 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 or just or directly? Well, the number uh, the number one thing that I can think of right now off the back is TV deals, mm. because once the TV deals and the marketing and branding come into play, that definitely brings in more revenue to the university overall and the football program, of course, obviously. Okay. Um, and then you have you have the trickle down effect from um, the 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 TV revenue. So merchandising, you have um, additional sponsorships. Mm -hmm. um and you have um you know you have other opportunities and engagements with other corporations and advertising exactly that are going to bring in more revenue um for the school overall so that that will give you the opportunity to increase the budget um and thereby of course adding to the bottom line for the university overall and, and, and to add to that, Ken, what you just mentioned, for for comparison's sake, for people that listen to this, okay, our budget is uh, a shade over two million. You said, Ken, two point, two point four million. Okay, for comparison's sake, Ole Miss, as we know, Ole Miss, you know, uh, pretty much does a little bit better financially than Jackson State, obviously, flagship <laughs> school, flagship uh, school of, of Mississippi, right? right. Well, uh, I'm not, I'm not exact on the dollar amount but just for comparison's sake 
the SEC last season, if I'm not mistaken, paid out, for an example, let's say $45 million to each member institution. Now, I challenge you to go find out what Ole Miss athletic budget is because the the bulk of the money they got back from the ACC makes up about 90% of their budget. In essence, in essence, they're really operating off conference contribution. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I mentioned their bubble. Man, their bubble is yeah. getting pretty big right now. And so, and, and to touch on it as well, for an example, Oklahoma and Texas, they are both blue bloods, right? We know Texas and Oklahoma not hurting for money, but the difference is, and they can, they have everything available to them that Alabama has to them in the SEC. But the difference is, it's money. Oklahoma, the Big 12 was paying Oklahoma, eh, I want to say about 30 something million dollars per school. And I don't even think it's that, that much. I think it's a little bit less than that. But you know, forty-five million compared to to thirty. But here's the difference: they're going to make even more than that once they become a part of the SEC. So if hey, if I can go through this conference and I can make by joining this conference, make an essence of about fifty-five million per year just from the conference alone, not what we take in as an as an individual entity, but just from this conference, why would I stay here? Also, to add to that as well, the swag is uh pays the most out of every fcs conference when it comes to paying their member institutions so you know which which is significant and oh. the swag is trend and the swag is trending up but to before that comparison say you know that's one of the things that you know um could help jackson state out as well because if the swag can actually grow outside of what jackson state does as an own individual entity you know, then that can help us bloom to get even more money to actually grow our budget. But just imagine, for comparison's sake, let's say the SWAC, you know, this, this doesn't sound like a whole lot of money, but let's just say if we could visualize that the SWAC could pay each member institution, let's just say $10 million, just the, the conference, the uh, schools alone. You know, you go look at your Southern Misses. Go look at your, you know, Conference USA schools. Go look at your Sunbelt schools. That's where the that's where the game changer comes in. That's where I think, we, I, I think we also need to look at some of the FCS programs. You know, like it's it's easy to go because we, you know, that was kind of an anomaly type situation where we in finish fifty fifth. I think we'll finish very high as long as Coach uh, Prime is 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 at the head of the uh, program. You know, because he's a, a such a masterful uh, recruiter and he's a, a, a master at using. Uh, the the tools that we have that we all use day to day, and he's able to get in front of these recruits without physically being in front of them. But I, I kind of wanted to before we you know get ready to you know um, uh, come to you know uh, a close on this discussion. I wanted to kind of compare some kind of some apples to apples, you know, where we want to get into some of the because we do know there are some FBS program FCS programs, you know, your North Dakota states that are flagship programs for their state. And they still operate at such a at a much higher level from a football standpoint as well as recruiting budget. So um just kind of wanted to touch on that. Shaq, did you have any um anything on that as far as some of the FCS schools and some of your research? Well, a lot of these FCS schools that we're talking about, the North Dakota States, the James Madisons, you know, the quote unquote blue bloods of the FCS, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these schools have um historical advantages that HBCUs of course obviously don't have right and and part of that is 
an alumni, um, an alumni force, but also corporate force of, um, of, 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 of very wealthy donors that have supported their universities overall. Mm -hmm. Um, and that keeps them into play. So we all know about the generational wealth gap between, um, blacks and our white counterparts and, and how that has, you know, continued over the course of the past century. Um, in terms of building that generational wealth for black families mm-hmm. and of course for black institutions and colleges. So it's, it's no different. Um, we, we're, the, those FCS programs, a lot of them have budgets um, that are non-disclosed. Some of them have budgets that are right on par with some of the FBS programs. Mm-hmm. Um, what, when I say FBS, lower tier FBS programs. Right. Like right. The, um, so, Part of them um, have those budgets because they are preparing to go FBS. So you don't just up and decide to go FBS in one year. This is like a seven to 10 year strategy um, or a plan that you have to put into place where you're basically operating at a level of an FBS program before you make the jump. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those institutions are preparing for that, you know, so kudos to them for doing it for those upper tier FCS programs, as I said, to some of the blue bloods, but, Essentially, some of their budgets, you know, when the lower TFCS programs, some of their budgets are right on par with with the SWAT. To be honest with you, those those numbers are not significantly different. But the biggest difference that you're going to see is is the donors and the people, um, the people that are donating toward the university and the programs overall. Uh, yeah, the, the other part of that too is like when you when you use a North Dakota State or a Montana, I mean, they're the flagship school of their state. They're pretty, much FBS, they're pretty much an FBS school and FCS closed. And I can use Montana, for example. Montana has no desire to be FBS. Why would they? I mean, they have the money of an FBS school, but we're dominating in this space. As mm-hmm. well as, you left another part out too, Shaq, they have state legislature, you know, advantages on their side as well. That's correct. They don't that have means, the, what, he, what, what Zoe is talking about is those schools got their money while black schools didn't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. we can't act like we can't like that doesn't exist. You know, HBCUs all across the country have budget cuts, state cuts, and every other restriction on demand. Those schools don't have those. They they have those built in advantages, but we don't talk about that when it comes to the context of you know playing these games and though going into basically a booby trap game, as I like to call them. You know, we don't mention those things. But um, but be it as it may, you know, uh, th- there's a there's a we're on a new horizon now. Um, Coach yeah. Prime is the is the uh, is the equalizer. Um, we're headed to a new day, as we love to say now, a new JSU. Um, mm-hmm. As as my as my buddy Headed Gang CEO loves to say, new JSU. And mm-hmm. you know that budget is going to change on our end. And you know uh, once we see the money change, I think the success is going to change with it. I think um, the thing that changes the budget is the thing that changed the budget for those PWIs um, in the, in the historical facts that we already touched on in the previous show. And that is the, the, um, the value of the five, four and five star black athlete. That's where the money uh, starts and, and begins at, you know, when you look at one of the things that we did not touch on, which I, I'm going I'm to make a point to, to touch on before we get out of there. What, what is the, top college football program in the country. We all know who it is. It's Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know what Alabama's athletic budget is? It's around $170 million. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> it's around $170 million. 
Mm-hmm. So you, you're looking at, you know, uh, a Kansas State who sits at 56 on the recruiting trail. I, I didn't even touch on their, their, their uh, Alabama's recruiting budget. We know some of the things that, you know, that's why a lot of these coaches were so down on the NIL because they felt like it was going to be the rich, the rich is going to get richer. But, you know, there's an old saying, you know, I ain't necessarily say an old saying, but hey, man, you know, when, the, when you know, the rich, while the rich is getting what they get, it's time for us to get, get some of this, get some of the goods too. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. So when we say that Coach Prime is, is doing what he's doing to elevate all HBCUs, If you like Prairie View or a Southern or, and I understand we have our competitive, we got our competitive spirit and we like to smack talk, but from a, 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 a HBCU conference standpoint, man, we hot right now. You see what I'm saying? Jackson state is, is a hot ticket. The you block know? So is hot, baby. The, the block, block is hot. Is hot. <laughs> now, like Zoe just made a good point. The, the conference, however, needs to elevate. If the conference elevates, that's more revenue for everyone because what better way to do it? I mean, listen, it was frustrating. You know, if, if you can't make it to a game, we none of us live uh, locally in Jackson anymore. That's our home state, hometown. But we got to get off of ESPN3. Best, You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I, I'm not knocking being on espn3 but man it was frustrating as soon as the game start boom did that come the broadcast go to messing up i've never seen an espn2 espn u or espn1 broadcast mess up in the middle of a game getting started so that 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 goes back to uh the conference being able to take advantage of some of these things that they uh that we're that we're capitalizing on that we can kind of offset some of the the budget gaps by using the interest, social media interest, a hot ticket, and being able to sell some of these uh, uh, HBCU games and could possibly, possibly uh, foster a, a a TV deal, like Shaq just mentioned. Another way to increase your budget, we can donate better. We can do better, you know. Um, we got 50,000. Ashley A.D. Robinson always says we got 50,000 alums. You know, we have a day of giving, and we we average about three to 4,000 people that's donating. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's gotta, so it's got to get more than that. It's got to get better, man. Uh, we got an initiative that you know. Shout out again to our sister Kimberly Little. You know, every game, man, every game. I want it to be going forward. Every time we play a football game, whatever we score, we're gonna donate that same day or the next day to the athletic department. Is we got to get creative with it. Hopefully, we'll see it on the jumbotron. And 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 uh, Zoe even mentioned some kind of way we can we can we can parlay a, a partnership with one of these little you know how you say text this number seven 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 and you can you can build it to your cell phone I don't know man we 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 got to think outside the box but um, we already we all know that if it wasn't the Deion Sanders coach prime factor you know we're not having this conversation and, at all. And, and all. um that's why we're so thankful to have him come into the fold, take over our program and show all of us what we can do. How uh, I mean, he has been the 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 frontline champion of doing more with less. Now he's parlayed in some of his partnerships and relationships and look man, we got to strike while the iron is hot. We got to get everything we we trying to get right now because and we use know it, that- and use it as the momentum that we need to push us forward. Absolutely, man. And that that that's that adds to the point. 
of uh because when we're talking about a paradigm shift like we've covered in a couple of episodes um it's not just about just recruiting um it's also about you know revenue uh generation and and, and the increase in in budgets and 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 because at the end of the day you know this it, it's a business you you say revenue i'm gonna add something on to it i'm gonna say re- residual revenue there you go i mean that's the revenue that keep on coming man you said it you you said it man listen man we we can go on and on we we do this all day every day all the time we don't want to be uh too long-winded about it but we kind of want to come down and anytime something drops that that got jackson state in it you can expect tiger talk in the gang to come together and 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 put some context to it um but before we get out of here and get ready to close this particular episode uh zoe you got anything else you want to add i said man go tigers Oh, Zoe, Zoe just threw out a, a you know, a cheer board. <laughs> How about you, Shaq? You got anything else? Look, as, as we don't want to leave no meat on the bone, man. No, you know? man, just the I love, man, the I love. Well, there For you sure. have it, man. There you have it, man. We, we Like I said, man, I, I appreciate being able to sit down with you guys anytime, you know, to discuss anything, um, you know, you know, JSU-related, HBCU-related. Um, like I said, we're off to a phenomenal, phenomenal start. Shout out to the coaching staff, the, the team, and uh, I hope you guys continue to ball, man. Let's continue to get them dubs. Let's continue to run through the rest of this schedule and and, and, and the rest of the swag on to a swag championship and a celebration bowl, man. That's what's really going to make it happen and going to make it stick. So, hey, uh, let's, let's keep balling on the budget, baby. Balling on the budget. That'll do it for episode 193 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag Pack the Vet. Hashtag The I Love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.